Hello and welcome to another episode of the Girls in Work podcast. This week we're talking to Ash, who is a policy advisor in DEFRA, the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs. We talked to her all about what it's like working for the government, how she got there and the importance of trusting the process and enjoying the journey. Speaking of enjoying the journey, we hope that you enjoy this episode of the Girls in Work podcast with another one of our very special guests. Enjoy! So Ash, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and how your career has been so far and what kind of things you've done up until this point? Yeah, so right now I am working as a policy advisor in DEFRA, which stands for the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs. Um, and I've been in this job for about a year now. Um, and I previously worked in home office, so I stayed within government for my last career move. Um, but I kind of started off my career journey in retail it was very heavily retail focused um especially back in Ireland where I worked for every member of my family (laughs) that would have me um and yeah just kind of made my way then and then I went to university in Liverpool and studied zoology because I basically wanted to be the female David Attenborough um didn't quite pan out in the UK um so basically went back into retail after uni as I think it's a really difficult time and people don't just step into their dream jobs so I got back into retail because it was something I knew I could do and that I had skills in and and then I ended up working in the body shop which was great because it combined kind of a lot of my ethics around cruelty free and really good skincare with kind of um shopping and beauty and all those things that I do really enjoy um but I kind of got got retail got the better of me and I wanted to go for a more nine to five just to have a bit of a bit more life work life balance um, and then that's how I first got into government. So I started off in Liverpool working for the immigration um, department up there and then due to personal circumstances moved to London and yeah ended up kind of climbing the ladder down here a bit which is a lot easier in London because there's just so much more jobs. Um, and then I actually struggled quite a lot when I moved to London so I ended up taking a career break um, for about four months and went to find myself as as one does Um, and basically when I was away traveling I kind of just realized I did um, a sea turtle conservation internship and and realized that my kind of zoology roots were still there and I really still wanted to pursue that but I really loved the flexibility of working for government and the the kind of interesting like and good flexible working and stuff that was there um so yeah, when I came back, I was like, right, I need to get a job in a better department that's not immigration focused. So um, started scouring de- uh, government jobs for conservation ones and ended up actually landing really well on my feet and got a job in the marine environment department of DEFRA. And now I kind of work on policy that actually helps um, create marine conservation zones in the UK. So coming from where I've come from, it's pretty much, I keep on saying it's the dream job. <laughs> you could really get in government with with my background. So it was a long slog, but I feel like taking that career break and taking some time out actually got me where I actually wanted to be. So it was it, it was hard few months being unpaid, but definitely paid off in the long run. Wow. That is a great career history. <laughs> I feel like you've yeah, done a bit been, of everything. Um, I love it. It's been really fun, <laughs> but really long as well. So like I feel like I've done a bit of everything, yeah, and but very lucky to have landed mm-hmm. where I've landed given my my background. So I was really enjoy listening to people like when we just ask that question I, it's, I think it's one of my favorite questions because it's always like so random like you say like people don't just land the job that they want and quite often they've always had like really like random jobs before that 
um it's like one of my favorite things I know when I used to work when I was in my accounting job like we had people who had like degrees in like radiology and like sometimes you just sit there and think how the hell did you end up here but it's um (laughs) it's quite interesting seeing this their journey and like the different things they've had to do to get the job they want but would you say like each one has got you to where you are now like in terms of things you've learned and picked up and stuff like that yeah 100% I think you know you kind of you don't get anywhere in life without getting a lesson from the previous one do you and it is kind of your gateway into into the next step um so I think I mean especially my my previous job before this one where I worked in home office was a really rewarding job and really let me see the ins and outs of government so I kind of knew I still wanted to stay in government um but I also needed that break from from working to kind of reassess actually what do I want out of my job it's all well and good having these perks of government but is my day job actually fulfilling what I need and by taking those four months to go and travel and and do marine stuff again I was like oh my goodness like this is what I want to do and I think I would never have got to that point if I kind of hadn't had the hardships and like the move to London and things like that so I think I mean you know I was very vocal about the fact that London wasn't all I thought it would be when I first moved (laughs) you and me both (laughs) (laughs) Ash and I used to sit there like after like having coffee after work just being like I hate it I hate it here. I hate it here. No. I know, but like my whole view of the place, getting my new job completely, like, you know, so sort of like it completely shifted my perspective. It made me see that I can have fun here and I can kind of, I have that drive mm-hmm. in my career, which I didn't have before because I know now that I'm in the right path. Yeah. And so it kind of took all those hardships to get here. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think something like moving to London, again, like we've both, ex- we've all experienced this and you've done exactly the same as well. And I think when you're in the middle of such a big move as well, like your whole life has changed. So it's like you're in the middle of such big change that ev- like things like your career, which you've always been really motivated for, can just suddenly just drop off because you're like, oh my God, like my mm-hmm. brains just can't deal with so much new information at once. Literally, and I think there's so much pressure that you you'll love London. You know, it's the best place in the world. It's so fun. There's so many opportunities, and there are, but it's really hard to get used to. Especially like I'm from a very small town mm-hmm. in Ireland. Liverpool for uni was kind of like a good stepping stone, but it never Liverpool could never prepare you for what you face in London. No. And Liverpool is a busy city. It's very up and coming. Lots more going on now than there used to be. But you know, Liverpool's the size of like one borough of London, so oh, you can yeah. never prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I can, I can tell how much happy you are now. Like, like I think we both are the people we were when we both because we moved at a similar time, didn't we? Yeah, that we were like what three, nearly four years ago now. Is completely different, and obviously, I moved back to Liverpool. I decided that London wasn't for me, but but you stayed, and I can absolutely tell you're so much happier, and you really are like thriving down there now. It's really lovely to see. Yeah, and I think even for myself, like it kind of makes it all worthwhile. Like I had, I had so many doubts. I like operated, like I have family in Liverpool. All my uni friends are there, and I kind of, you know, I operated everything to come down here. And now I'm like, actually, I was meant to do that. I was meant to come here, and now like I'm so happy in my job. I'm so happy in my personal life you know, despite the worldwide circumstances right now, it's, you know, life is pretty good. And I'm very, I feel very lucky and very grateful, which I think it took me a long time to appreciate London. And now I finally do. So it's really nice to kind of come full circle and have that, like that moment. Yeah, it takes some time, but you do get there in the end. And I think it's so nice when you, when you kind of get to that point where you look back and you're like, okay, that's why that happened. And that's why that happened. And then you're like, okay, it's all meant to be. Everything happens for a reason. So, well, I guess that kind of, leads nicely to the next question about kind of what is what is the favorite thing about your job oh 
I suppose I love the variety and I feel like and I also really love telling people that I work for government and they're just like what really because it does sound I mean everyone knows what it sounds like when you say you work for government but honestly no two days are ever the same it is just you're just you're really on your toes all the time because I mean we all know it's ever-changing there's always stuff going on um and I think just kind of you know one day I could be out meeting some fishermen in you know the south coast of England kind of being like hello nice to meet you and tell me about your oysters and then the next day I could be drafting a letter for a minister you know and it's just that kind of that stark contrast between the two is just something that I just find I really thrive off because it's so fast-paced and you kind of have to be ready for anything um so that like operationally that's my favorite thing but like personally like the fact that I recently completed work on a report into highly protected marine areas which is like this brand new area of marine conservation that hasn't even been explored yet it's the first type of new marine conservation in like 20 years or something and the fact that like I got to help write that and I got to help do that research just blows my mind because it's just you know it's just uh, it just makes me even like gosh no <laughs> I just I just <laughs> I can tell you can't Literally. get your words out. This is so I know good. you can hear it. You can hear it in your voice. It's I know. amazing. It's, um, I love that. It's just incredible, and the fact that there was like a team of five and little old me from a small town in Ireland got to like Aww. support this amazing panel of experts from like some someone on the panel. He advised on the Blue Planet, Blue Planet Two, with David Attenborough. Like he was a scientific advisor, and I was like just talking to him on Zoom, asking him about what he thought about this type of fish in this area. Do you know what I mean? It's just unreal. Um, so I think that has been unbelievable to have on my resume as it were um for the last year so I think yeah on the ground it definitely is the variety but like personally it's the fact that I got to be part of something that will kind of be read by by marine conservationists for years to come and like my name's on it it's crazy that's incredible and like we just said like you can you just see how you're talking about it and like obviously people listening to this can't see your face but you can just see like (laughs) it's truly like your passion and I think that's that's so rare that people like believe that they can actually do something that they're truly passionate about for a job Mm -hmm. like people just think oh yeah like I really like it but I'm never going to do it as my job but you've like really managed you've chased that down and you've really managed to do it which I think is great yeah exactly and I think the thing is you know you don't really think that at the best of times if you'd have told me that I would have got that working for government that is the real mind blower because I think it gets tarnished with this like civil servants you know brush but actually the opportunities are unreal and the fact that me how I have kind of come round, finished my degree kind of gone this really roundabout way but I ended up back where my friends who have just finished their master's into conservation you know what I mean I've kind of done done it a different way but I've still got here and I've still got the merit and I've still got the knowledge um and yeah all my friends just can't believe especially my uni friends who did the same course like how did you manage to get into that through government and I'm like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) there's um, always a way there's always a way like and I think there's certain things where like experience is so valued like you say you've Mm -hmm. had that experience now and I remember when we first moved and you were saying like you like your workplace was literally like Westminster and I was like what like, I know. isn't that just a tourist attraction yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you're like no I actually work there I'm like, okay I know even yesterday um when I was at home yesterday and my mum asked me something about a minister because she'd heard it on the news and I was like oh yeah yeah I've, I've written stuff to him before and she's like what <laughs> it's just that kind of I think you get quite far removed from it and so to know someone who actually is quite close to everything and you know seeing stuff happen it's it's quite fun um and yeah it just feels very 
I do feel very swish when I run around Westminster in my little workwear and I'm like tittering <laughs> about to meetings. I do really like it. It's cringy as that is. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. When I was like in my cancer job, that was a lot more corporate than the job I have now. But I used to love it, like just going into an office in your business dress with like your laptop and toe. Like that is literally what I dreamed of when I was a little girl. God, I promise my dreams have got bigger. But like that is literally what I wanted to do. I wanted to be that girl who was in like running around in a stilettos, a laptop and toe. And like, do you ever just have, it might just be me, but you do just have those moments where you're like, God, like I'm actually here and doing this. Literally, and one of my favourite things, like I've just been back to Ireland and one of the funniest things is everyone like, oh, you're in London, oh, you're in the big city. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> it feels <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> would you say there is anything, so just going the complete opposite, would you say there's anything that you find challenging about your job or like what's been the most challenging part, not necessarily your job, but maybe getting to where you are, what's been a challenge and how did you find you overcame it I think the problem with my job at the minute is actually switching off because I am so passionate and because I love it like if I'm not at work reading about marine conservation then I am just reading about it in my spare time or all the, the like I think actually it was when I was in the middle of writing this report and I was scrolling on Instagram and I got a sponsored post to do with my work and I was like wow that's how you know you kind of hit the nail on the head with a job if you're getting like ads to promote your own work so um that I find is one thing but you know to me that's it's not a negative yeah it's hard to switch off but I think when I am genuinely so passionate about it it's not like I don't see that as a really bad thing um but I think on a personal level the thing that I've actually struggled with is like not my personality essentially about how other people perceive me because I am a very bubbly person I'm very enthusiastic but I also I mean Sophie you know me but I think I'm very genuine and I think there's a lot of people and unfortunately in my opinion women who don't champion other women in the workplace and they see it as a threat and I unfortunately have had a couple of instances where I've kind of had issues with colleagues and I've been put down and in front of other colleagues and it's just been really demotivating and I'm just like why do I even bother you know people just think I'm in it for like one thing and I just want to climb the ladder and it's like I actually just love the ocean I just love fish you know like I'm sorry (laughs) it's just like I just want to do well and I want people to know that I'm genuine and I think that's something that I struggle with because people just people are very cynical in London and they don't actually believe that people are nice and just nice people (laughs) so um, that's been something that I find very difficult to overcome because I do take it quite personally because I do think it is a personality issue. Yeah, but so. the thing is, like, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious or wanting to climb the career ladder. And obviously, like you say, you're truly passionate about your job, but, like, that is also a goal of yours. Like you said, you want to succeed and you want to do well. And actually, if these opportunities come up, you're not going to turn them down. Like, you're going to work your ass off to get them. And when you do get them, they're going to be fully deserved. Um, but I agree, like it is sometimes there are like I've had issues as well with and like you say, unfortunately, sometimes it is other women in the office. Um, but I guess it's it's how you handle it at the time and how like the only thing I would say the only thing you can ever control is yourself. So exactly. If, 
if these other people have issues then like you say like you are like obviously Ash we've known each other for years now but like you are such a genuine person and actually if they can't see that then that's probably more on them than it is on you but at the time it's so hard particularly in a professional environment because you're like oh god like I don't want you do get really not self-conscious about it but you're like oh I don't want them to think that I'm not genuine I don't want them to think I'm being a bitch or I'm just here for I'm just gonna like walk all over everybody to get to where I want to be like it is hard to just brush that off so I totally get that yeah especially if you're like new to a role as well and it's something that's completely different to what you're used to I think you just get so worried about how other people perceive you and how they what they think of you and you you get so caught up in it that you actually lose track a bit of of kind of your authentic self yeah exactly and you start to doubt yourself and you're a bit like do I actually feel this way or am I being fake and I've actually thought like oh my goodness is this going to come across as fake now and but one of the very very telling things for me was recently I had like my PDR like my end of year review and um there's we have like a buddy networking in my department so it's kind of if a new joiner starts then you get matched up with a buddy and I have been a buddy twice which is quite often quite quick succession and you know and I said like why why do you keep choosing me and they're like you're really friendly and I was like well that's good <laughs> at least someone sees me for how genuine I hopefully truly am yeah I would love you to be my buddy oh that's okay I'd love to be your buddy too <laughs> I feel like office politics as well can sometimes get in the way and like you said um like if it's if you're starting somewhere new or starting a new role or even in a new department like there can be so much to navigate that like you don't know about yet and you just have to like pick up like as you go along so um, yeah especially like yeah it's just and especially in government like there's so many new every, every department's different like there's no consistency really across and you kind of have to learn your way very quickly and some people won't like emails written a certain way and some people won't and they're very basic but it's kind of until you find your way with that it can be quite daunting because you're like god not only do I have to learn everyone else's name all these new names but I also have then have to learn the kind of mannerisms of the department because the place that I work now like I mean you know I absolutely love the department as well as my work topic but it's because the people are like very like-minded also young and I just I just gelled really quickly with them because they're all like eco warriors like me. <laughs> it's quite good. <laughs> all these conservationists. Well, this is this is quite a broad question, um, but it's always something that I quite I quite like asking people this question. But I guess you can kind of apply it to either your job role now or kind of your entire career. But is there is there has there been anything in particular you've learned about yourself either kind of in this role or sort of over the past few years? Oh, that's a very good question. I think I think I've actually learned that I I <laughs> essentially bad but I really do work well under pressure and that is something I never would have said I always would have said like I like a really slow paced job I like to take things easy but actually with the deadlines that I've had to face this year I have been working through like burning the midnight oil <laughs> to get these deadlines done but actually I've really enjoyed it um and I think not that you should work under stress, but I feel like I've realized actually like I can pull stuff off. And I think it's like the, almost that imposter. I had quite a lot of imposter syndrome where I was like, I shouldn't be writing this report. It's so scientific and so marine focused. And but then when I had these deadlines and I just had to suck it up and be like, Ash, you were picked to do this job for a reason. So just smash it out and you'll be grand. And I think kind of that has been a really good learning curve for me because it's it's almost showed me that in any future jobs, if I do get that self-doubt and I get that you know I'm not gonna hit this deadline I'm not good enough it's like I actually can do it and it's something I never really would have I don't like to say I'm lazy but <laughs> like I've always kind of thought like oh no I'd like a really easy life I'd really really slow paced and just take it one day at a time and I'm like oh no 
a deadline in an hour let me add it you know and it's just like but I kind of enjoy it and I think one of the things again to kind of with in government it's such a team focused attitude and I think having that kind of everyone together really helps that as well and you have that drive because you're all in it together um burning the midnight oil or whatever it may be but it's really it really has taught me like actually I can cope and I think that was something at university with deadlines I would get really stressed about dissertation doing and being due and stuff and now I've kind of almost grown that confidence to be like no you know I do have a deadline it will be stressful but I'll get it done and that's a really good outlook to have upon yourself because you know you know you can do it because you've done it before I was just about to say yeah it's all about like like I'm exactly the same as well in terms of like getting stuff done. I work best under pressure. Like I always say to my boss, if he says to me, oh, this would be a nice to have, like, I'm sorry, but it's not getting done (laughs) until you give me like a deadline (laughs) for when it really needs to be done. Um, But that thing of like having a case study in your own brain of like yourself doing it, like, you know, you've done this before. So like you then believe that you can do it. Literally. Yeah. Is there any advice you'd give to your younger self knowing either what you do now or what you know now yeah there's loads there's loads of advice I give my younger self I think one of them is there's probably in two different ways I think one of them career-wise is that you know you're on the right path even though you might doubt when you're working in a grey office in Liverpool that you know why did you leave body shop where you got cheap makeup and skincare but you know I think it was it was all meant to be and it was that almost faith and like, no, I am doing this for a reason. Because, you know, a lot of my friends after uni, if they didn't get a job straight away in a zoo, which is kind of when you do zoology, it's kind of the dream. Um, They went on to do a master's in sustainability or conservation. And I was like, you know, God, should I be doing more education? Like, I'm kind of done with it. Like, I would like to start working now. And I always had this, like, I'm going to do a master's in Boston on humpback whales or I'm going to do one in St. Andrews in Scotland on sea lions obviously none of that happened but it was almost it was always the dream to do it and I never did it and I was like no I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep working I'm just gonna and you know it it worked out and I am here now having not done a master's not done a PhD but I'm still in the same job in the same department as a lot of people who have so I think you need to kind of trust the process and and get there so I think like that would probably be something I wish I could tell little Ash trips into work in the business district of Liverpool in the rain but and I think as well, like with regards to like what I said previously about my personality is just to keep being you and try and not let people dump in your spirit. Because I think one of the things I'll never forget when I moved to Liverpool, uh, sorry, when I moved to London from the Liverpool office, one of the men in the office said, oh, you're just going to sleep your way to the top now. And I was like, honestly, I will never forget it. Like, I will never forget it. And it was it has stuck with me to this day. But, you know, it just really, really affected me. And I was like, God, is that what people see me moving to London that I'm just going to do that? And like, but again, is it because of my personality? Is it because I'm chatty? And, you know, I think it would just be to remind myself, like, you're a decent person and you're not a horrible person to work with and you're not nasty. So just keep going and, you know, you'll be you'll be right. But that day, that really just shook me when someone said that. And I was like, I was so... And then actually another thing someone said to me was like, oh, are you going to London to be a cleaner in the Westminster offices? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going for a promotion, thank you. And yeah, so it was really like... But again... Honestly, I know it was so, it was so, so bad. But it, if, a, if a man had got the jobs, they wouldn't have said that to him. And that was what I kept, like, it was, yeah. So it was just very, and it's just kind of like, that really was very disheartening. And I said, God, this is how everyone's going to view me. And then the following things that kind of happened career-wise with you know, my personality and stuff, I was like, oh my goodness, am I ever going to be taken seriously? And I will be someday. <laughs> and I ha- I am being now. And, and that's really nice to be able to look back on and see kind of, 
the confidence I have in myself has actually really paid off and I haven't let those nasty people get to me too much but it's really sad because I feel like so many that obviously affects so many different women and you know not not everyone will be able to get that bounce back and you know be resilient and and kind of just sort of I don't know I guess we just have to take on the chin and prove them wrong but exactly it's awful yeah but like per people who you haven't got like I am very confident I'm very lucky that I have and I have such a good network around me who big me up and like no you're amazing and you know but if you don't have that like how do you cope with comments like that because they're so disheartening and so like they really rock you and that's me being rocked by it and I was I'm confident (laughs) (laughs) you own it (laughs) you do but that that's the thing you have to use it as a almost like a motivation to be like no I'm gonna like fucking prove you wrong like you're just mm-hmm. being a dick but like you say some people that can that would affect anybody like yeah. I just, that's like yeah I'm quite speechless over yeah that one. yeah same <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> I wish we I wish we could have like screenshot our faces then when I said that <laughs> okay so so what advice would you give to someone who's perhaps looking to do a similar career path to what you've done oh that is a very good question as well I think um depending on because I feel like there's two sides to my kind of career in a way that I'm I work for government and then I work in marine conservation policy which is you know working for government is really accessible to everyone and the good thing about working for government is that they basically say you can apply if you're you know a stay-at-home mum because you don't need to have had experience as long as you can prove that you've got the skills and the strengths to like be assessed on a behavioral basis and like make good decisions and deliver at pace then you can basically apply having had any career history um but I think and so then there's that side of it and then there's also like my conservation side of things which I feel very fortunate to have landed um and I think with the conservation side it's very much be resilient like you just need to keep checking so I came back from my career break in October 2018 and then I got my new job in March 2019 and that is actually quite quick to have landed a job like this but I was just checking the government website every single day for marine related jobs coming up and thank goodness they did and I you know did all the right things during my interview process to to kind of get myself there but I think with with these jobs they're so desired and it's such a privilege to be able to work in marine conservation because not everyone can and I think you really need to it's a hard ball to get a good job in it to be perfectly honest with you um you know friends of mine who are doing masters and stuff are hoping to apply for jobs similar to mine when they finish and they'll obviously have so much education and knowledge behind them but you really need to get in the door and and make sure you're constantly on the ball and then I think for government I mean to get into government I think you need to be willing to take any in that you can get because once you get into government it's much easier to get jobs because once you've passed your security clearance which is quite a high there's a quite a high security um when you start working in government as you can imagine you once you've cleared that you have so much more access to all the departments um I wouldn't have got my job if I didn't already work for government so I think if that is something you could see yourself doing just try and get an in that you could see yourself doing in a job that you could quite like and then once you enter that door the opportunities really are endless. There are so many different ways to progress and it's a really open like opportunity for all. It's like all anonymous um, application processes and things like that. So it's it's really nice to be able to, to know that it's fully, what's the word? Fair? 
we'll go with that. No, do you know what? No, I think that's a really good piece of advice because people always say that you should network and um, like network with like outside of your company, but actually networking inside of the business you already work for is like such a great piece of advice because like you say once you get into a business or into a company or like even in the industry you want to be in it's so much easier then to like make new contacts if you're already there and so like you say if there is a business you want to work for but the the right role might not be there right then but there's another one just go for it and see what happens and even if you don't get it you've met the people that work there exactly so, it yeah. puts you in such a good position and especially in in government I know I keep talking about it but where I work <laughs> in government like everyone does know people so if, if you go for something like actually when I first moved to London I applied for a job I didn't get it but then the person who was the recruiter rang me and was like look you were really good in interview you just didn't have the right skills um but another one's come up and you should go for it and then that was the one I ended up getting so it's actually just shows you to keep applying and especially internally people know people people know what jobs are coming up and if they've got someone in mind they're like oh actually I met someone who could fit that bill um yeah I think it's such a worthwhile thing to do and I'm all for chatting and schmoozing and doing all all those (laughs) fun things (laughs) yeah no and I think as well like industries are smaller than they think than you think they are like I know when I first started working in radio I didn't realize how small of an industry is like everybody knows in everybody in our industry like everybody knows what's going on yeah like you say even if if you can get close to where you want to be it's a great stepping stone it's a great step exactly yeah are there any particular goals or ambitions you're currently working towards um I think to be honest as cheesy as it's going to sound I just want to be happy in my job and I just want to kind of feel content when I come home and know that I'm doing something that I really care about and I actually feel so lucky that I do feel that and I I know that I'm in the right place and I'm doing where I'm, I'm where I should be to make differences in marine conservation and things like that and you know I get to see it all happen and I actually feel very privileged that I I I don't need to say like oh yeah I want to move on to this role I want to do this like I am pretty content I think I would like to obviously progress but I I would say I also like to think I'm quite self-aware and I know I'm probably not quite there yet so I think I do want to just take time and I want to be the best I can be at where I'm at now before I kind of jump because I think there's always this pressure to ju- keep going and keep climbing and keep earning more money but actually I just want to be really really good at what I am now and then I know I'm ready for it because in the rat race that is London it's pretty dog eat dog so if you're not ready for it and I think for me it's like actually to feel 100% competent at what I do now is probably the goal that I'm at and I'm nearly there I am nearly there but I think it's something that's definitely still a work in progress for me but I think it's it's quite a humble little goal just to be good oh I love that <laughs> no it is and it's just like it's just about enjoying the journey exactly like you said you do feel like you have to keep climbing up the ladder really quickly and that's great but also you want to learn as much as you can and just enjoy it along the way otherwise you just feel you're you're just rushing through it um exactly. I think that's yeah. I really like that yeah I love that okay. one so this is the final question if you weren't in this career and can do absolutely anything in the world, what would it be? Um, I mean, honestly, like, I, yeah, I love my job and I love marine. If I could do anything in the world, like absolutely anything, I'd probably be a scuba diving instructor. To be honest, like I am most at peace when I'm near the water or in the water or anything. And honestly, when I'm stressed, I just need to book a scuba diving holiday because being, you know, 20 meters deep, really focusing on your breathing, it's kind of like yoga. Like you're just like, I'm just seeing some fish swim past. Like it's so cool. Um, And I just think it's such a, maybe not a scuba diving instructor, maybe like 
a scuba diver <laughs> if that was ever going to be a job <laughs> um but alongside that I think like I'd actually love to like run my own like eco resort or eco tourism taking people scuba diving um but kind of having like a really sustainable way of bringing people to an island or an, an ocean reef or something and kind of showing them and the biodiversity there and kind of educating them about climate change and global warming and all those things I kind of do in my spare time anyway <laughs> to my family and friends who are probably sick to death um but I think I mean I'd still want to be in the same kind of sector would I be swishing around Westminster probably not but I'd probably be in some beachy resort kind of teaching local communities how to fish sustainably and yeah just things like that just trying to be as close to the ocean as possible and and still making a difference maybe just in a slightly more localized way my favourite part about that answer was when I get stressed, I book a scuba diving holiday. Like most people, like I go and buy myself a new bag or like a new blazer and Ash goes and books herself a scuba diving holiday. Honestly, after I moved house and had a breakup last year, I booked two, so... <laughs> which I did. So um, honestly, it just makes me so happy. It fills me with joy. So, And how lucky that I get to do a job that impacts something I love so much, so... I love it. I love that so much. I love, like, we we said it earlier, but I just love how much, like, you enjoy what you do. And like you said before about your goal of being happy, it's so important. So important to being happy at work because when you're not, it affects every other part of your life, not just your work in life. So. Literally, people talk about, don't you think people talk about a work-life balance so much? And they go, like, oh, but, you know, the two, the two for me are definitely entwined. Like, you cannot, people are like, no, I want to have this real defined split, but there's no way you can do something for eight, nine, ten hours a day and not have it impact you outside that those four walls in my opinion and I think it's so important to really have that contentness all the time not just in your personal life I think it's something that people really overlook and I think that's quite quite sad really. I think this might be quite nice a nice summary actually because I think some of the, the kind of key takeaways I've had from this is it takes time to figure everything out and everything's a lesson and just believe that everything happens for a reason. In terms of your career path try and remember that you are in the right place and it's all meant to be and don't let people dampen your spirit I love that um network internally as well as externally and prepare be confident enjoy the journey oh that sounds really nice that sounds very coherent that's not definitely not how I sounded when I was saying it (laughs) but I'm very pleased if that's the takeaway from this then that's a job well done this week's episode we hope you've enjoyed it as always thank you so much for listening and please feel free to share the podcast and leave us a review that would be a huge help for us we absolutely love hearing your feedback and also any questions you have too we'll see you in a week for the next episode of the girls in work podcast 